Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm a Christian just like you. I believe that Jesus Christ is King and Lord, that He owns my life, that He is seated at the right hand of God, and so are you and I. We are hidden in Christ Jesus. We will judge the angels. We have the authority to forgive sins on the earth and we look just like our Father God. I want to invite you to understand the message that Jesus preached so that you can bear fruit 30, 60 and 100 times what was sown. We do that by understanding the yeast of the Pharisees and weeding it out of our mind, the yeast of Herod, politics and weeding that out of our thinking. We do it by taking away the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the seed. Come with me into the kingdom and expand it today. Hey, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. That is the kingdom that Jesus preached, the kingdom that... He is the king of, <laughs> hallelujah. Now, he didn't come to, uh, to preach a message of, of, of going to church. He never went around the world saying, come to the synagogue. Bring your friends to the synagogue. He never sent his disciples into neighboring villages saying, go and tell them about Jesus. Tell them to come and visit me on the mountaintop on the hill. No, Jesus Christ never said that. He only said, he said, demonstrate my kingdom. He said, heal the sick. He said, raise the dead. He said, preach the good news that the kingdom has arrived. That's our message, that the kingdom has arrived. And so today... With boldness and with the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to call you guys up and I'm going to call you to a challenge. God is so happy with with his remnant. He would prefer to have five mature believers in Jesus Christ who look like Jesus, who live like Jesus, who walk like Jesus, who know their identity. He'd prefer that than have thousands of people who, who are lukewarm. And the original language says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That means he doesn't want to eat you. He doesn't want communion with you if you are lukewarm. But if we eat his body, if we drink his blood, then we have communion with him. John said that we have the communion with the Father and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. We have communion together. We are baptized into Christ, but we are also baptized into his body. And so the the message today is that we are under an open heaven, that our prayers really do get answered. And 99.9% of your prayers don't get answered because you didn't ask them. You were, you were worried about the things of this life. You were afraid to lose your life. You were trying to keep it. We all do this from time to time, and we all do this to some extent every day. We, we fall short 
of the glory of God. We we don't measure up to the full expression of God, but we're meant to. God, the Holy Spirit, the angels, they want you to be revealed as a son. The angels, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, they want you to look like God. They want you. Jesus said, you will walk as I walk. You are sent as I was sent. As the Father sent me, I send you. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. And he said, as the Father sent me, I send you. We're meant to look like him. And I believe that God is going to answer all of our prayers, especially if we're in agreement. But we know what his will is. We know that he does not want there to be stealing, killing, and destroying. So anything that's stealing and killing and destroying, you and I are going to go to the throne where we, we are seated, and we are going to rule. We're going to make a, a ruling. We're going to cast down our decision, and we're going to cancel that. We're going to cancel injustice. We're going to cancel sickness. We're going to cancel disease. We're going to cancel deception. We're going to expose the light. God wants the truth to come out. He, he said, the Bible says to, to shout it from the rooftops, that if we don't praise him, even the rocks are going to cry out. The trees are going to praise him. He doesn't want there to be this deception. He doesn't want there to be this misinformation, disinformation campaign. So when someone crashes into your car, you don't ask for an apology and you don't make a complaint. I've been over this before, but this is a legal terminology. When someone crashes into your car, you can. what would happen if you complained? Oh, I want to make a, a, a formal complaint to the car. Oh, that wouldn't work. The car can't fix your car. Okay, I'm going to make a formal complaint to the owner. Oh, well, maybe the owner wasn't the driver. Well, I'm going to write a complaint to their insurance company. No, they're going to laugh. The insurance company will laugh at your complaint because they will only acknowledge your legal claim. You need to make a claim. That's what Jesus meant when he said, ask anything in my name. He's saying, I want you to make a claim. Don't God hated the Israelites, Israelites complaining. He killed them because of their complaining. But, but we are meant to make a claim. That is a legal demand, a legal charge. I have an insurance contract. I am making a legal demand. I'm making a claim, a, a formal written claim of ownership. You and I own the earth. We own the animals. We own the whales that are beached. We own the rhinoceroses that are being poached. So we will, in these next 30 days, we will pray from heaven towards earth. We have been given dual citizenship. A, an astronaut cannot go to space without a spacesuit. And man cannot go to heaven without a Jesus suit, a Holy Spirit suit. We, we are clothed with power. We have a citizenship of heaven. 
We've been given a passport. You can't travel into another realm without the appropriate passport and without the appropriate clothing. But you and I are clothed with Jesus Christ. We, we push our way into the throne. When we walk, God's ready to answer. When we approach the throne of grace with confidence, with boldness, to make a demand, not to make a complaint. So start to demand. Start to demand that the angels will will be excited to partner with you. Make a demand for your household. Make a demand for your children. Make a demand for your neighbors. The enemy will, will oppose you. Remember, John the Baptist was beheaded because, because the, the devil couldn't get Jesus. The devil couldn't get his attention. The, the devil, Jesus didn't acknowledge him except to cast him out. So the devil tried the next best thing by attacking the people closest to him. He attacked Peter. He tried to sift him as wheat. He attacked the disciples because they all scattered. None of them were there. But then when the boldness of the Spirit came, they put on their passport, they put on their clothing to be able to travel to to heaven. And that is my message today, is that you, you are in five places at once. You are. You're in your body right now on earth. That's great. Wonderful. You're in your body. But you're also, in a sense, and this is not doctrine, this is, analogy, this is homiletics, okay, preaching. You're in Christ Jesus. You're in the Father. You're also on that cross because Jesus said, if you want to lose your life to find it, you need to pick up your cross and, and, and follow me. You don't, you don't have to pay for your sins, that's paid, but you have to identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's three more things. We're in the cross we're on we're, we're coming out of the tomb we're not in the tomb we're coming out of the tomb with Jesus there's resurrection power for your life today the bible says that if you need a scripture the holy spirit gives life to our mortal body the life that we now live we live by faith in the son of god it's the holy spirit that animates you but you're also on the throne you're on the throne paul said we're seated in heavenly places We're also going to be coming back with Jesus Christ. We are going to be coming back with him. We're going to be ruling and reigning on this earth. So we just like cancel that that war in Russia. We cancel it in Jesus' name. We speak peace to the storm. We declare that it's ended today. That the war in Russia is over. That the, the, the truth has been exposed. WikiLeaks is going to release some documents. Things are going to come out to show the lie. The smoke and mirrors, Lord Jesus Christ. We declare that that war is over. We declare that Russia is a Christian nation. We declare that China is born again, Father God, in Jesus' name. We declare that we will not be locked down again by our governments, but that that man would rise up, that humanity would rise up and say, we are not, we are not animals to be tested and tagged, to be experimented on and gagged. And we rebuke you. We rebuke you, anti-Christ spirit in the earth. You will go away right now. You can shut up in Jesus' name. Antichrist, we take away your pulpit. We take away your megaphone. We turn off the speakers. The confusion is over. You have been, you have been gagged. 
and you, Antichrist, are locked down. Go away. Go away for another thousand years in Jesus' name. Go away. No, we're not having World War Three. The Antichrist, you're not getting your seat. You're evicted. We're the church. And we make ownership and rulership of this earth and we say no, no, no. And Jesus Christ, right now, I elevate and place your blood above every blood sacrifice of the Illuminati. Every blood sacrifice that they have claimed, that they are currently claiming in their sects and in their pacts, we nullify and declare void by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every sacrifice, every occultic practice, every demonic spirit that has been empowered through blood, we cancel today in Jesus' name. One drop of your blood, Jesus Christ, negates every blood sacrifice ever made on this planet. Hallelujah. Your blood speaks better things. And I prophesy today from this place in heaven, one with the Father, one with the Son, one with the Holy Spirit, that the church today is rising up into mobility and into mobilization and into maturity. The church of Jesus Christ is mature. There is a lampstand burning. The lampstand is the congregation. The lamp is the ch- is the Christian. You see, you and I are, are candles burning. We're burning with the blue light of the throne, the sapphire floor of heaven. We're burning with the Holy Spirit. We're burning. And, and he puts us individual candles into a lampstand. And that is the church. The church is the elevation of the Christian so that they can be seen. You see, Jesus said, you are a city on a hill. You are a lamp burning to be put on the table, not under the table. And I declare that the sun, number one, the sons of God are being revealed today. Number two, the church is coming into maturity. Number three, the wrinkles are going to be removed by the fire of persecution and by the power of the Spirit. Ironing, as it were, like a, a garment. We will be wrinkle-free through the hot pressure of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, and of persecution. It's by faith that we are saved. It's our faith that we overcome the world. And the church is going to gather together. And finally, the church is going to fulfill the Great Commission because we are going to articulate and demonstrate the very kingdom of Jesus Christ. The fulfillment of the Great Commission is not in building churches. It's not in... in leading individuals to Christ, although that is part of it. It is the proclamation of the kingdom of God with demonstrations, signs and wonders to the ends of the earth. We have got to fulfill that great commission. And right now there's a grace on the earth. The Antichrist has been pushed back. And like a tide, it's going to to come back in. There are going to be many moves of God. There are going to be many denominations created. There are going to be many new types of churches that are going to come. Christian churches, born again, because everybody is going to be released to come together. Everybody is going to be released to pray together. But the church is going to look different. It's going to be maturity. And I call up the fivefold ministry of Jesus Christ, that the church that is being birthed today, that is being 
born today, that is being equipped today, that is being mobilized today, that is mature today, that church is going to be on a foundation of the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, and the the pastors and the evangelists. And I declare and I charge the church, every church, if it's in your home, if it's on a Zoom, if it's in a, a mega church, if it's in an assembly, if it's on a mountain, wherever it is, I charge you by Jesus Christ to identify the apostles, to identify the prophets, to identify the evangelists. And if you don't have one, I charge you to choose one. Just choose one. You, you're, you're, you're the one who does communion messages. They're quite good. Okay, you're the teacher. Until another one emerges, you need to know, I charge you with the responsibility to own your church, to res- take the responsibility to have a fivefold ministry in place. You can do the work of an evangelist, Paul said to Timothy. He wasn't an evangelist, but he did the work of an evangelist. In other words, we don't have an evangelist, so you're wearing two hats today, mate. So we need to know who the apostles are. I'll tell you who they are. They're the ones that are trampled underfoot by men. They're the ones that have scars to prove it. They're the ones who are the they are the lowest. The foundation is the dirt under which the house is built. They are the servants. They are the ones who who have no rights. They are the ones who talk about Jesus and not about themselves. And they, finally, they are the ones who, like Acts chapter 2, they are devoted to the apostles' teaching, which means that the only message that they preach is Christ crucified. They will always point to the cross. They will always point to the empty cross. They will always point to Jesus Christ, to the tomb being empty, and to the throne being occupied. There are going to be many slants, many differences, but the one mandatory theological point that we cannot compromise is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a teacher. He really was born an eternal, the eternal God, The Ancient of Days, the Ancient of Days, the one who through him the universe was created, he came as a man, he lowered himself. How how amazing that God put off his divinity to become human so that humans could put on his divinity and become like God. And that wraps it all up, that the devil himself, he wanted to be like God. He he wanted what we were already doing made in the image of God. We are the sons of God. There is no angel to which God has said, you are my son. In other words, they are not sons. They are illegitimate. They are they are the military, the host of heaven. Angels are the military. They have their eternal body. They're not going to get an upgrade like us. They have an imperishable body that never dies. Their tears have been wiped away. They don't have tears, okay? They... They are a spirit, but we are a body, and we have a spirit as well, and we will never die, but we're waiting for our body to be returned to its image of God, perfect image to be immortal, unshakable, unbreakable, 
but they cannot be forgiven because they have already been made eternal. They've already received their permanent body, their celestial body. They can't be redeemed. They are not sons. They are servants, but we are sons. They minister to us. They serve us. They will, we will judge the angels. If you're in any way confused about anything I've said today, meditate on the very fact that you will one day judge the angels. That is enough for you to, to, be, to be checked. The word of God is the plumb line. The word of God is the sword. Paul said to rebuke with all authority, to correct and train that the scriptures are useful for that purpose. So allow that scripture to correct, to train, to rebuke, to correct, to, to burn any unbelief out of you so that you know that you are a son, that you are seated and that you are going to be with Jesus when he returns. Whether it's on earth and then you're taken up or whether you're coming back with him, In summary, these are the days to be asking, but your petition is a claim. Your claim is for the earth. Your claim is for anything on the earth. Any man, any person, any animal, any disease, any property is yours. You own it. Take ownership and pray. We don't lord it over a man. I'm not talking about control. You can't control people, but you can take responsibility and you can take ownership and you can pray. And God, this is the secret, God will answer every prayer that is prayed in faith. Don't pray out of your mind. Don't pray out of your need. Don't pray, you know, yes, you can ask for, you can ask for your desires and your needs, but if you pray according to the Word of God, you're going to get it, especially if you pray with another believer who believes you're going to get it, but your prayer is a demand. Your prayer is a, is a claim. I just pray. I don't know what to pray. I just, I own it. I own it by saying, God, I can't, I don't know what to pray today. I can't think. I don't, so I go back to the cross. I say, Christ crucified. That's all I know. That's all that Paul knew. Paul said, I know nothing but Christ crucified. So let's go back to that. That's where I start every day. Wow. Nail-pierced hands, baby. Nail-pierced feet. The blood coming out of his side with mixed with water. His heart broken, abandoned by the Father. That was the hardest thing. Jesus, when he said, it is finished. He was saying that I did it for you, Father. I did what you asked me to do. I pleased you. I fulfilled everything you gave me. It wasn't just, it's, it's, it's not just finished, the prophetic picture is finished. No, Jesus was saying that he did what the Father asked him to do. I did what you told me, Father. Here I am on the cross. Here I am, your son. I did it. This is what you wanted. God asked Abraham to do the same and let him go, but he went through with it with his own son. Imagine that, the Son, imagine being the Son of God and, and the Father asking you to do that for mankind and then doing it and saying, Father, it's finished. I did it. I did what you asked me to do. And then the Father resurrected him by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resurrected him. 
And every demon in hell was just obliterated. I made that bit up, but I imagine it was pretty awesome to watch what happened down there. (laughs) He took the keys. He took the keys. He trampled the devil under his feet. He made a public spectacle of him, triumphing over him in the cross. Triumphing. Is that a word? Triumphing. He was all-powerful and totally victorious in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. And we step in into that today. We make a claim. We identify with Jesus Christ. We identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are in the Father. We are one with the Father. We are seated. And we are coming back with you. And we're looking forward to those days of ruling and reigning in Jesus' name. Just remember, guys, the summary of today is that is that there is an open heaven. That the, the opposition that you feel is a a smoke and, and 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 mirrors it's not real it is a it is a deception that you are who god says that you are you are the church you are the pillar and the ground of the truth you are sons of god being revealed and today go and identify that you are you are all of those five things that i said about jesus on the cross, out of the tomb, coming out of the grave, resurrected power, seated on the throne, coming back again in the heart of the Father. And remember to make a claim. Don't don't complain. Make a claim. I'm telling you that's how he wants you to pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Church. <laughs>